I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Uncover Your Magic. Oh, today is when I'm recording this intro. It's the end of October and today we had our Christmas pictures taken and I've done that with the girls since they were little and you know we have them all over our walls and I look back and look at each one and I'm so grateful that we did that. And today as they you know, they're getting older and I see their, them sitting there and I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that I've done that. And I'm so grateful that I have been present. And the minute that as a parent, I know we all experience our lives in a different way, but when you have children and they, you know, they get to this age where they're teenagers and you look back and think, oh gosh, did I create the best experiences? Is their childhood memories amazing? (laughs) All the things that go through your mind when they get to this place where, you know, there's just a couple of years left, the childhood, you know, they only get one left or they only get one childhood and just a couple years left. So, you know, I just, today was special. And, you know, as we come into this uh, holiday season, which I can't believe I'm even saying, I just wish for all of you to look at if you have families that are still living in your home and even the ones that are, have gone on and maybe started their own families and you're there to remind them that every moment is so special and to live in the moment. And that's what I'm at right now in my magic path and my raising confidence classes with the kids is teaching the present moment, because that's really it. That is really all we have is right now. And if we can focus our vibration to living the absolute highest in every moment, that is when the magic happens. And I am like experience, I'll experience lately because I'm so aware of it. These moments of, gosh, I, I feel like I'm crying happiness through behind my eyes, I guess I could explain, like so happy. And it's just, it's an awareness and it's a habit and it's a place where you want to be every moment of the day. Every moment is is precious. This is it. And I know I, you know, I have people reaching out to me saying, you know, oh, I love this episode or it made me realize this or that. But, you know, I just feel like when you are, are present and you are living in the moment and you realize how important your vibration is and your energy, because that is what creates this reality that you want to live. And I just love watching these, my students go through this transformation and seeing the, the changes and understanding that. And, oh, I'm so grateful. So going into this 
season of the holidays. Just want to, you know, just maybe have you reflect more on the year it's coming in. We're ending 2022 and, you know, look back. I was looking at my vision board this morning and looking at what I accomplished and gosh, I would probably say out of the whole vision board, gosh, three quarters of it, even Paris, like, and I didn't even think I was going to go to Paris was on there. And I had, had put in Italy on there as well. And we had booked a trip to Italy for next summer. So you just never know, you know, you can be, do, or have anything. I just posted that on Instagram yesterday because, you know, that's my tagline on my website is you can be, do, or have anything. And to instill that in your, not only your life, but if you have children or anyone, you know, to know that the only limits that you put on yourself are the only limits that even exist. There are no limits. So live that life of unlimited. You are a pure being of love and light, and you can do anything. You can have anything and you can be anything. So live with that intention. So anyway, today's episode is with a man I met. He contacted me after he listened to a few episodes. His name is Dr. Vic Manzo. And I listened to a few of his podcasts and you know, lately I feel like my episodes have been on healing and, you know, Elizabeth April was on with her, you know, aliens and Jenny Jablonski was another one that kept people were like, whoa. And uh, Sarah Renee was one that people were really loving. And, you know, today's Dr. Vic Manzo, he's a different <laughs> energy and it, he's just so fascinating. He's like this real guy. He started off in chiropractic. You'll love his story of his childhood and how he it evolved to how he is now. He's written two books. The last is called Decoding the Matrix. And he's just a neat, he's a dad, a new dad. And he's like this cool guy that wants to change the world, I guess, but really sees life in the way I do. And that's why I wanted him to come on and talk about his perspective of life and what he's here and what he's realized he's here to do and how he wants to change the world. This is a little bit about Dr. Vic Manzo before I bring him on. He is the creator and the host of the Mindful Experiment, which has over 380 episodes and is ranked the top 1% podcast globally sourced from listennotes.com. He helps business owners shift their mindsets to unleash their potential and manifest their dream lives through his one-on-one coaching. He goes deeper to uncover the beliefs, blocks, behaviors, habits, and patterns of thinking that prevent them from living the life of creating the business they like to experience. From there, he use, uses a box of tools to help reprogram the mind, reshift focused, teach spiritual truths, and bring quantum physics into the mix to unveil their true potential and then make that a reality. This breakthrough process and system helps his clients achieve faster results, greater and deeper transformations, and long-term success. I know you are going to love him. And before we get going, make sure that you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and remember to leave a review. It always helps me get these more amazing 
people to come on the show. And if you have anyone that you want to me to listen, you know, to share on this show, I would love to hear people have started to send me ideas and people that they love that know that what would resonate with this show. And it's so fun to see and meet these people. So I have a list of people that are coming on the show up through the end of the year, and you're going to just love them. It's amazing to see the transformation in this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm going to be going on three years <laughs> and I can't believe that, but gosh, you know, when you think of going every week on a podcast or anything in your life and the consistency, and you start to see the results that keep coming and you're like, wow, because you stay consistent, that's when I really feel the magic happens. So connect with me, ashleygonner at gmail.com or go to my website, you know, sign up for the wait list for the raising confidence for your kids next. It starts in January and the magic path for adults and parents. And let's get this mindset and your energy shifting and the awareness that I believe so much, especially with these kids these days. Gosh, I just see it so much in my kids and I'm so proud to see the fruit of my labor coming out and watching their choices and their, you know, their values and what I've taught them their whole life. Now it's coming. Now it starts to come out in the spotlight when they get in their teenage years. And it's a beautiful sight. And I would love to teach your kids all the tools to empower them before they leave your house, or even if they've left your house, I would love to help them. So without further ado, let's welcome this amazing man, Dr. Vic Manzo to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. And it was so fun getting to know you and you speak my language, which is what really, you know, when you meet, I mean, having this podcast, it's just so fun to, when you get emails or people that connect to you and you're like, I wonder why, like, what is the draw? Like, what is there? Is there a calling? And I have at this stage of my podcast journey, now it's fun to really have that. I look at my intuition or the feeling. Do I feel it? Cause I want to feel your energy when I say yes to coming on the show. Like I really want, it's all about this. I don't know. I just have this feeling. So when I met, when I met you through to the rabbit hole that I went down, <laughs> I was like, Oh, no wonder we are connected because we speak the same language and I love your story. And I would love for you to introduce yourself. I would love to go more into all the things that you teach and we need to know what, like where, like your mom, she was a yoga instructor into fitness and you grew up watching her do that. Cause I relate to that. Cause that's me with my girls. I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do. Cause they, they watch me do what you watched your mom do. So it's just neat to see the result of just the watching your parents and, you know, and instead of the limiting belief, she empowered you with these beliefs. I mean, there's both I'm sure, but go there of how yeah, this it's- all started. It's always fascinating because, you know, they, you always, parents will always try to, I mean, being a pediatric chiropractor, you know, I've worked with so many moms and so many families and it's always like that we'll have these conversations and it's like, you'll hear them telling them something like, I just don't want them to do that. I want them to be this way. And I'll always look and go model it. I'm just telling you, just model it because that's what they're going to pick up on. They don't pick up on words. They don't, they don't, their brains don't, the impressible mind from zero to seven years old, but my mind, they're all about what they see, the energy of it, and then the image of it taken from that. But my mom was always in fitness. She was, you know, it's one of those things where she always had energy. 
like my mom was known as this person in her forties who is outworked the 20 year olds. And when she was in her fifties, she still did. And I was always like, you know, that, that seems cool. And I was known as like this Husky kid. They had Husky pants at that time. I was like, who calls these things Husky? (laughs) And my mom was like, you have a natural belly. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what is a natural belly? Like, I don't understand, but I mean, I understand I had over, you know, over extenuated lower back to curvature, which makes my stomach stick out. So I was like, okay, I can understand that now. But every time I would go to like the local civic center, which, you know, we would go play basketball. And then I meet up with my mom later to go home. I'd always see people who are working out and they were always looking energetic and they were in good shape. And I was like, okay. And and it's the things I saw. My mom took supplements all the time. She was making, you know, smoothies all the time. She was eating. I mean, we ate a good, good, clean diet, even though we're Italian, we had a lot of carbs in our diet too, but eating was pretty clean. And so I saw that growing up and I was like, okay, that's health. And that's kind of how I modeled my journey of like, all right. And then at 13 years old, I was like ready to take this in the action. I played a lot of sports. But I was like, no, I want to have a six pack, mom. How do I get that? Tell me, how do I get a six pack? And so she's like, you got to work out. Here's what you do. And great. And so I've always been inspired by health. I'm, I mean, I'm a health nut to the T. It, it didn't lead me to where I want to become a chiropractor because I, I never had an intention of being a chiropractor until I had my own health issues at 19 come up, which kind of challenged that whole belief of like, well, if you work out, you eat right, take supplements, you're healthy. And right. then at 19 years old, I'm playing rugby club for the Arizona State Rugby. And uh, and so I'm, I mean, working out, I mean, running five minute miles, I was able to do. I mean, I should be in the best tip top shape of my life. Right. And I wasn't. And every month my health was getting worse and worse and worse. And it just didn't make sense. It was too many things going on. It was not one thing. It was multitude of different systems. And, you know, long story short, my mom's been under chiropractic care for 37 years now or 38 years now. But um, at that time it was 18 years straight. And she's like, Hey, go see Dr. Frank. And all of a sudden I go see him and my whole life changed and I was blown away. And what was the best part of it all? Since I was so focused on getting that, you know, having a six pack and so forth and being in the great shape. And I didn't understand why I wasn't everything in my life stayed the same, but four months after being under chiropractic care, I had an eight pack and I was like, how the heck did I get an eight pack? I mean, but again, it's, I mean, understanding it wasn't, some people say, well, chiropractic helps you lose weight. Yes. And no, it's not designed to do that, but it will, you know, it helps it help my whole entire nervous system and help me get my health back to where my body function better. So then the workouts, I can go deeper in them. The healing happened better. Nutrition, I can absorb it more. And so it allowed for that opportunity to have that experience. Right. When you realize this chiropractic, Dr. Frank, you know, had this answer and you shift your mind and you see the difference and now you're finishing at ASU, get a degree. Do you go straight from there and realize I need to become a chiropractor? You know, what I did was, is I actually left ASU. I went back for the semester and I was like, I'm not going in computers anymore. I'm going to go into business. And because I was like, I can go, you know, a lot of people go into certain sciences. And I was like, I'm going to go learn that anyhow. I have to learn the sciences. I'm not going to get away from it. So why don't I just go learn business? Because I always had a vision of like, maybe I'll have my own, my own chiropractic office. Dr. Frank had his, why can't I have mine? And so then I was like, I'm going to go there. And then I, I went back home, finished up school in Chicago. And then I ended up uh, going to Dallas to get my chiropractic school there. Huh. And so you get your chiropractor, you finish that school, you open up your own office, pediatric, why children? You just love that aspect? I didn't do it originally. So right off the bat, I didn't. 
it took me about five years before I finally, so what happened was a real quick backstory on all this. I started my business and I was like studying from all the biggest business people, the biggest, best advice I was getting from business owners or just business in the arena of business, self-help, personal development. And I was following the most successful chiropractors I could. And I was like, how, what's success? Cause I really wanted to be a successful chiropractor. I wanted to have an impact in my community. And I come from a family that doesn't have a blue collar family with not a lot of money. So that was always imprinted in the back of my head. And I saw the straw. I remember the struggles. I remember all that stuff. So I was like, I don't want that for my life. And so what happened was though, five years, I hit my financial peak. And then I was, I was unfulfilled, which I thought I would be. I was burned out every four to six months, which didn't make sense to me. And I wasn't satisfied. And I thought I was, it was really a, like, it really wasn't funny. You think I had all this, I had a huge impact in the community. Everything's going well, but I wasn't happy. I even looked at my wife who worked in the office with me. She ran the, the managing side of everything. And she was, I told her, I was like, if this is how it's going to be continuing, like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life and feel this. I don't want to do it. It's not Mm -hmm. worth it for me. And so I did some soul seeking and I started looking at my practice and I said, you know what? The practice isn't what I always wanted it to be. I I had a coach before who was like, you meet people where, where they are with health. You know, if they don't want to do the full thing, well, you have them do this. That never resonated well with me because if you go to a master at anything, and I'm thinking like martial arts in my head, but anyone. You will go to a master and you want to learn from them. You do it what they tell you to do and you'll eventually get there. You don't get to choose what you think how it should be right. uh, because how you're thinking it should be, it's not going to get you there. <laughs> and so eventually I was like, you know what? I'm, I had a new coach and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I want to, I started, I literally let go of, uh, of patients who just didn't fit the model we were moving towards. And I said that in a very nice, loving way and, and they understood. And so I took about a 40% hit financially. And then that moment is when I said, I want to work with kids. And the reason why I want to work with kids was, is I kept hearing the stats of, you know, 53% of kids have chronic illnesses, ADHDs, you know, going through the roof, autism, one out of two in 2032, and all these other things that were going on and how like colic, oh, the the best device now is they're just going to grow out of it. They don't. So I was like, I can't change everything, but I can change my community. And I said, at least I'll start. I want to do that because that's more important to me. And plus the thing I had as a time was, if I work with kids, I can be a big kid like I am, and they're not going to judge me. And right. it all worked out. And all of a sudden, we took the 40% yeah. hit. About a year and a half later, we all of a sudden were back where we were financially. I even ended up working less, and I was having a blast. I never had burnout since 2017, and it's been one of those, well, 16, actually. And it was one of those things where the joy of just working with kids but helping moms, it was just more meaningful because you see like parents, you know, I, I just became a dad three months ago. And I know. And Congratulations. I saw thank, that. Thank you so much. And so it's one of those things where I'm so happy for the background and the knowledge I have. And my wife, she learns on her own. Like I, I'm not her teacher. She's more like, I, I'm going to learn. If I have a question, you can, I'll ask you, but most times she likes to do her own learning, which I love that because she'll think, see things in her own lens. Right. And, and she's empowered her own self in her own way. And some of the things we go th- we, we had or what showed up and it's one of those things we knew how to handle it, but I look and I'm just like, you know, the moms and people who don't, and then they get stuck into the fear and then this disempowerment that comes. And I was like, remember when I was helping moms and parents, you just see them, they're not sleeping while they have the dark circles under their eyes because the baby's colicky and they don't know what to do. And they're trying everything. And the mom feels like a bad mom and this and that, and be able to give them power to say, hold on, we're going to correct this. Well, we're going to let the body do what it's their kids are naturally designed to be happy, happy, healthy, and vibrant. We're going to get back to that. 
let's, you know, we go through the process after a couple of weeks, you just see the dark circle starting to go away. You start to see like smiles back in the mom's face mm. and the husband's face. Uh, if it's traditional relationship and all these other things. And I'm like that, that's why I do what I do. Right. Because you're just making a huge impact. Not even alone what you're doing for the child neurodeveloping and what that's going to set them for the, you know, in the future. Cause kids who get adjusted, like, my wife would always say it like she'll see kids and sometimes they're all like they come in they're, they're not that happy they're this and that a month or two in smiling enjoying life very attentive they're independent and i'm like that's how they are they're curious they should be curious beings loving life but they don't need to be like occupied all the time they want to be held depending on what age they are but there's these other things and it was just so rewarding but literally the most the most exciting thing was being a big kid the more of a kid I showed to be with them, the more they loved it even more. And I was like, that was just, that was just like the icing on the cake. Oh, I love that. And you're going to just to think of what a father you're going to be. I'm a, I started having my children at 37 and 40 and now they're 13 and 16. And, you know, I did all the personal development work and, you know, did all that in my twenties and thirties. And I was ready to have these babies. And I, I know they do what you do, not what you say. So I've been so intentional with my parenting from when they were just in my belly, right? Like I knew how important that was. And I wanted to, you know, maybe I didn't want to continue. <laughs> you want to break the arc. You want to break the DNA. If you had, you know, all the things that I knew that from my childhood, I'm like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to really focus. And but when you, when you go to this place of pediatric chiropractor, you're now, I mean, you're like this spiritual, you talk about vibration all the time. You talk, you wrote three books. I want to get into that, but I want to, you, when you talk about vibration, I, I would say that would probably be like something that is consistent with what you talk about is how important that is. And I do too. I mean, that's every morning we do our morning routine and I teach a child's class called raising confidence. And in our first week of this eight week course, it's on a morning routine. So I'm really believe in, you know, understanding kids, like you got to start on a high vibration. You want to see the, the magic of your day, you know, like you don't, it's easier to start here than go down here and then try to get yourself up there. Right. Try to work your way up, but talk about vibration. Cause you really explain it and amazing. I love it. Yeah. I mean, vibration is everything. Think about Nikola Tesla, what he said back in 1900, you know, I think it was roughly around there where he was like, See the universe as the essence of vibration, frequency, and energy. And, and what man does in the next year will be monumental to what they have done the last, you know, 10, 100 years or whatever. But, you know, it's if we can step into the quantum world more and understand that everything is the essence of a vibration and the law of vibration states that we can only really experience in our life whatever we vibrate at. Right. Because then we all heard of the law of attraction, but that's the second law. It's not the first one. Vibrations first, then the law of attraction comes in after. And, you know, some people hear this word vibration. It's like, well, what is it? How does this work? You know, what's the, what is that? Is there enough? Because like, the mind wants to compute it in a logical matter. And I'm like, you can't really, you can and you cannot. It, you can in some ways, but to actually label it and get hyper specific with it, it takes away the essence of what it is. But, it's really when it comes down to it, a vibe or an, you know, vibration or your frequency really is just the, the thoughts and the emotions that you are at, at that moment that is going to create it because 
vibration, law of attraction, those kind of things. Well, we're like magnets, really. And wherever we're vibing at, that's what we're going to attract. Or over, some people say whatever we put out into the field or whatever we put out into the universe. But it's one of those things where, you know, your thoughts electrical and your emotions are magnetic. And when you blend those two together, you've created an electromagnetic force. That's a vibration. And when you have that vibration, all of a sudden you are going to attract into your life those those kind of things, however that is, and so forth. But it's really just this is the 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 principles of you know looking at how do we instead of this is where I get into the whole thing about like stop doing so much and learn to be because if we could focus on be this is the being I'm talking about you can attract the life you want to have or the relationship or the children you want to raise or how you want to raise them all those kind of things because you're you're coming from that being element and that's the essence like my parents didn't like one of the examples is like my my parents have a vibration about themselves that's all about family doing what we have to do to help the family. Like they're just a family unit. They're really strong about groundedness and family. I picked up that energy and I live with that energy within myself. It's, I think it's a great attribute to have, but they never taught me. They didn't say, they talked about family a little bit, but it was that vibration. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like that vibration. That makes me feel good. I'm going to hone that vibration and use that for myself. But I hope I'm answering the question in the way it hit the points on this. But yeah, it's, it's when we look at that, if we start to shift our world and see things from a vibratory standpoint, we can change our lives drastically. And it's not in one arena. That's what I love about what I teach a lot, because everything I share is universal. You can right. take it in any element. You don't have to. And a lot of times when I work with clients, something shows up in one area. And then I start going, all right, let's see what the other ones are. And they're like, why? It won't be there. It's only in here. And I'm like, no, 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 let's go. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you see how you do this? Well, this is showing up different here from if you're just going to analyze it. But I go, look, let's go a little under. Let's go under the hood and see what's there. And then once we do that, they're like, holy cow, I do it there too. I said, you're going to do it in one area. You're going to do it in others. Right. When you talk about limiting beliefs and zero to seven, I mean, you're programming your baby, your little girl right now, every single second of the day, right? You're, this is the programming stage. And I always say like up to 80%, I always say when, when I'm working with kids, well, she's six years old, you're, you know, 60% of the programming's almost done, but talk about, lim- I am all about limiting beliefs because I have a, a class that I help with parents that what you're doing now, like we say, this is like the theme of this, like how we are being, what we're doing is what is being programmed. It's not what we're saying. But when you talk about limiting beliefs, because you talk about that a lot, and I love helping people with that because it's so freeing and so empowering when you realize these stories, you know, change your story, change your life, right? Like all the things that you keep saying, and you've learned that really up until you're seven years old and now get, let's get rid of it. That's why I'm so passionate about my class with the teenagers is it's fresh in their mind. It's fresh in their programming. You know, it's not as hard to get rid of those teenage programs that they've had since, you know, but for whatever teenage years than it is the 50 year olds that have played that story. So talk about that because do you talk about that quite a bit and it's so cool. Yeah, I love living beliefs. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, beliefs are what kind of dictate our life, right? It's a code, as I like to call it. And when I say code, it's I'm going to my old computer days where, you know, you have an input, here's the code, here's the output, no matter whatever input comes in, that code's going to run the same no matter what. And that's kind of like your beliefs. And these limiting beliefs, they're hidden sometimes, you know, they are, they're kind of constructed in our subconscious mind. So a lot of times people, it's something that we, and sometimes you could be aware, we all are aware of it. We all know when it started. Cause like when I work with limiting beliefs on people, I always say, well, where did that come from? You know what? You're seeing this pattern. 
Why do you think you have that pattern? What do you think that, who taught you that belief? Where did that come from? What is that? And sometimes people need to go down that route and we got to go all the way back to when it started. Some people just be like, I have this limiting belief. Okay, well, then you can just change it there. But some people are like, well, where did that, you know, they want to go, they, they, I either feel that they need to, or we go deeper and we go deep to one. Who was that person? Where was he, where were you at? What, what was happening? When did that belief serve you? Right? When did you choose to allow that belief to serve you? I remember when my wife and I were doing some of these pregnancy classes and with our doula. And I remember, I love this when she said this, because we would bring up why a hospital birth versus home birth. We did a home, we were, we did a home birth or we, we tried to, we had something come up at the end that we had to just in case go to the hospital, but everything was fine. But you know, why a hospital versus a home birth. And I love when she did this exercise because it was fascinating on the programming people had when they brought it up. Well, Mm -hmm. mom just did it. So I just did it. Or, you know, I always saw it that way. I was seven years old or someone was like, I was six years old and I saw a birth in the hospital. I thought that's just how things are, you know, and it's just simple conditioning like that. Right. Or someone had an experience where they were a kid or whatever may have been. And they saw one of their siblings and it was at the hospital and they remember that, but it's one of these things. And it, and I'm just using that as an example, but we can go, there's so many ways you can go with this, but for money, for an example, my own experience, I didn't excel in business until I went after my limiting beliefs because they hold you down and they're like a ceiling. And the way you can, there's two ways I always share when it comes to limiting beliefs, we have to, and this is subconscious mind program too, a little bit. We have to remember the like, I'm going to go to the subconscious. Well, let's just stick with the limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs, the thing is we have to understand there's going to be a pattern in our life that shows up. And that pattern usually has a limiting belief behind it. You know, there's something that is, you know, for me, it was like, I felt like I had a struggle to get money. I felt like I always had to work hard to get money. And, and, and it was just always something. And then one day I was like, why is that conditioning there? Where, where's that? There's got to be a limiting belief. And lo and behold, there was. And it was actually at six years old, five years old, actually. Where my dad, I remember, no, six years old. I was going on a job with him. And it was a long day. He, he did carpet on the side, plus his full-time job. Oh, wow. And I think we we're at this apartment building. We're doing three and a half, four bedrooms. I'm just picking up pieces and cleaning and try to bring tools in for him. And we were there for almost the whole day. I just did not have fun with this. And I was just kind of complaining as a six-year-old would. And he was just like, this is what we have to do. You know, we have to work hard, you know, to uh, make money. And so that moment I snapped in my head. Working hard means to make money. That's what I have to do. And so, how did you go you back just, there and realize that before you go on? How did you? Yeah, go I back? just ask questions like, where did this come from? When did this serve? And I just, you just got to get in a quiet place. It's going to come. You may get an image. You may, and sometimes what happens with some people, and I've had this happen with me, where I may not get the exact moment where it started, but I find images of what someone said or what somebody was saying or an experience I was going through. And it'll be like, oh, I had that at 13 years old. And I'm like, ah, 13 is too old. We got to go a little, it's got to be something deeper. And then all of a sudden time will go on as I continue to work on this. And I'm like nine years old, well, there was seven. And then there's just this feeling. And what I teach a lot of my clients is you got to get this feeling inside you. And that's how, you know, you hit the truth or you hit the nail on the butt or nail on the head. And it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, this is it. This is when it started. Some people need to go down that path. Some don't, but at the end of the day, changing and limiting belief is just as simple as, you know, what I tell people is when you have the belief and you realize what it is, thank it, be grateful for it Mm -hmm. because you needed that belief for survival. That's what you thought at the time. It's all part of the design. So you needed that for survival, but now you can let that go and you can choose something for more thriving, more for empowering, and you get to choose whatever it is. The only trick is 
the brain is still stuck in old programming. Well, the body is, is what keeps us in the old. Our body is really where our old programming all exists. Our past is our body. And it can, can trigger. We know the brain can trigger things, but so can our feeling, right? You ever get that feeling? You wake up and you're just not feeling right. And you're just feeling right. not yourself. That's your past. That's not an actual, it's your past, what you're experiencing from the past showing up. So, but you can program and choose an empowering belief and then understand that sometimes the mind may not be ready to let that go. It's not conditioned. So then you just have to have systems in place to help you when you do have those little fallbacks that will happen. Not everybody has that. Some people can make a belief change and it's like, bam, their whole life changes. And that's fine. They were just ready to let that go. Some people, it's been so hardwired, maybe generational, not just mom, maybe it's grandma, grandpa, maybe it's great grandma, grandpa, that it's going to take a little bit more work and it's perfectly fine, but you just have systems in place now to support you to change that neurology to say, this is my new path. This is my new belief. This is how I'm going to do things. And once it's hardwired in, it gets embedded into subconscious and now it's automatic. Right. So when you talk systems, right, what are you talking about? Anchoring? Like I, what are the systems that you are talking about? I know there's a lot, but give me a couple. Anchoring is one of them. You can do this, you know, hypnosis world and you can use an anchoring for that. Sometimes you can have, I've had some people do where they wear one bracelet. Anytime it comes up to switch the bracelet. Some people need an actual input of pain. So you can snap the wrist. Some people don't like this. And I'm like, it's just, it's just a redirect on the brain. Cause all of a sudden your brain's going one way, snap up. Oh, nope. Don't like that. That's pain. And so you're kind of tricking your brain to pain pleasure mode, how it works. But those are just two little simple things that you can do or three simple things. But anchoring, I love doing. Like if you have a ring or bracelet or a necklace, you can touch it, program it. Every time I touch this, this gives me back. Let me feel that feeling really quick. Let me connect and then just state it. So there's many ways we can utilize those kind of systems or supports to do that. I mean, there's writing out. There's I know some people talk about how you can, I don't do this too often, but you can just constantly, you know, write out your belief every single day and every night. But that's a little bit, I mean, it does work, but I, I, I'm i like, you don't have to do that. You can just tap into the energy and, and just pay attention to the energy feel as you reprogram. And once you feel it, then you're good to go. Right. Well, on your website, you say within six months, I can triple your income. I can teach you how to triple your income. I mean, that's like, what? Let's go, Dr. Vic. <laughs> and it all comes down to it. And that's one of those things where, I mean, I've had one client, my most successful client grew 138% profit in one month. Wow. Now, was it me? No, I'm picking out things she had. We found the limiting belief right off the bat, how she operated her business. I was like, you can change this and do this. And you have everything all in place. You just need to change this one thing. And it will literally give you 138% profit. She thought it was crazy. And as we went through it, she's like, no, I can't do that because of this, this, and this. I was like, that's a limiting belief. You don't have, you can do that if you want, if you choose to, and you really stand behind them, that's authentic to you. You can create that. She trusted, she went forth. And all of a sudden, you know, I was following up at the end. I think it was like, yeah, it was a month later. I reached out. I was talking to her and following up about, Hey, how's the changes been going? What's happening? Did we hit that mark? What? And she's like, in 30 days, I literally hit 138% profit. And it didn't just stay that much. She continued that on each month going forth. But that's one story. Do I go and market that and say, I can help somebody 130% one month? No, I won't do that because it's not that to me. I feel that's unethical, but some marketing people say you should do that, but that's, but then there's, you know, when it comes to that process, it's really understanding. Well, we go through limiting beliefs. We go through some conscious, but the bigger thing is I start to work on is how, what's the vibe that we are emitting into the world every single day. 
right? Do you have a vision? Vision is the biggest thing I work on with my clients because you have to have a vision. I'm not saying you have to visualize every single day, but you have to have a concrete, crystal clear vision that's authentic to you. And that may sound easy for a lot of people. You know, just saying like, what do you want? What do you, what's your dream life? That seems like a very simple question. But when you really get down to it, it's actually a very hard one for a lot of people. I know it was for me in the beginning of this, my whole journey, um, because we have so many conditionings of what we think we want, but what we really want are two different things. And it's really, really uncovering that. And I get into a lot of, you know, universal laws and stuff like that to help with that alignment. And then when we do that and everything starts to get into alignment and works, we're in the state of flow. And then we start to have effortless success where it means that we're not resisting what the universe or God or whatever you want to call it comes and we can use these laws to attract into our life. We're accepting because we set the vision first. And then my job is just to focus on the vibration every single day. What was your vision that you had that now, what is your vision? What is your vision? So I work on many different ways, but my main vision of my life, the purpose why I'm here, and I do this with all my clients, is to raise the conscious levels of individuals who remember the greatness of who they are. That's my vision. Every single thing I do has to align to that vision. And if it doesn't, I won't do it. And then when you talk about the spiritual truths, that's an important part of your, what you just mentioned that. Talk about that. It is. Spirituality is very big in my world. And I use it a lot. And sometimes, you know, I try to be mindful of my audience as much as I can, because when you hear spirituality, like, well, that's that woo-woo crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not woo-woo. There's science that backs it up. You can like, for here's an example. When I was doing energy healing, I used to talk about the aura. I could see auras. I could see a little bit of it. I can't read auras or see colors, but I could just see the, the size of someone's aura. And if someone's like, oh, that's, that's that woo-woo crazy stuff. I said, well, you can call it that, but I mean, I'll give you the scientific term then. I'm like, what's that? I'm like, it's called a bi- biophotonic field. Scientists has verified that we actually have an aura. It, and this has been going on for 5,000 years, they said this. And now all of a sudden, now science has shown it. So spiritual truth, I use a lot of ancient wisdom. Sometimes I'll pull things like, for example, why is vision so important? Well, Proverbs 29, 18 in the Bible stated that the people without a vision will perish. You know, mm-hmm. it's vision is very important. It's other scriptures talk about that. I get into, you know, spiritual truths on the mind and how that when we talk about potential and so forth, that they always said that if you can't see it in your mind's eye, you can't create it. You will never experience it. That's his old wisdom stuff coming out. And I utilize it. It's very true because in quantum physics, it showed that what you can, what you're looking for is what you'll see, but what you're, what you can't look for, or you don't know how to, don't know what to look for. You'll never get that because the world, it's not going to be able to shift and change in that way. And so there's a lot of um, those principles I'd like to pull in, in my work because spirituality is very important to me in many ways. Like I'm on a journey for, you know, again, raising consciousness levels is another way of saying light, another way of saying vibration. It's another way. And then the great remembering your greatness is your soul. That's the greatness of who you are. And how do we become aware of that? See, I'm not saying I want to force somebody to do so. I just want you to be aware. If I can get someone to be aware, that's 50 to 90% of the problem solved. And then from there, they can lead a more fulfilled and soul-filled life. Right. How do you get them to be aware of their soul? That's the fun part. And that, I don't know if I can give like a, that, that that's a, t- cause there's different battles we have, right? There's different things that we all have that we're working through and there's conditioning of the mind, right? There's the, I call it the matrix, the collective consciousness of humanity. How's that playing a role? And I always say this, like we come in as pure as children and then we let life itself tarnish us in some ways. And then we're trying to, our goal is to come back 
and remember that greatness of who we are. And so I, I share a lot. What I do is I like with my clients is I'm always trying to pull, have them remember the greatness that they have, that light, that power that they have within them and showing them that. And, and it's not me going like, woo, or crazy. You know this already. You felt that there's things you have a feeling sometimes you chose to do, or you said, I'm going to do this and you ended up doing it and it happened. But you may not see it happen often, but you, you knew that you can do that. Well, how do we implement that more? How can we show that? Because as a soul, as a soul aspect, we're here for an experience and everything happens for a purpose. Life isn't as scary as we make it seem. We can believe it. Don't get me wrong. You can let your mind run wild and you can have all the proof in the world to see it that way, but you can also see it the other way because how you see something is what it's, what you will, what you're going to see or what you're going to experience. And so it's, it's understanding that you have the choice and the power to really choose. And that's really what we as souls do. And if you can realize that you are pure potential source energy and you can experience anything that you want and you have all the power, all the wisdom, everything's within you. I mean, this is all ancient truth and we're, we're science is starting to you know show this in some ways. Then all of a sudden you can really tap in and say, well, what can I, what can I not do? Cause that's the question we should be asking her, you know, cause it's not about what we can do. We can do anything we choose. Right. Okay. Then what can we not do? And that's all of a sudden freeing. There's confidence behind that. There's a lighter energy to it. At least I get very excited about it when I, right. when I get to that point. So it's, it's really working on that. But like I said, it's, it's, it's different for each individual. Sometimes it could be, you know, they have a belief system that just holds them down and they don't think they can. Sometimes it's, you know, it can be just sharing ancient wisdom. And they're like, I love that. That resonates with me. I, I, I really believe that. And uh, again, it, it varies on the individual sometimes. What do you do for your spiritual growth? Like, what are you reading books? Do you go to, are you, do you have a spiritual teacher? Do you have mentors along the way? Do you change them up all the time? You know, I have a lot of things. I am a purist at heart. So I always believe I can, you know, like, for example, I meditate every single day, but it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and I get into a space and I connect. And sometimes uh, I'm asking for guidance. Sometimes I'm just trying to get into a peaceful state. Sometimes I just want to get, most time I just want to get neutral. I want to get to that neutral point and just be like, okay, here we go. I do read, but it's whatever comes to me. And this may sound weird, but you know, it's one of the things where if I feel called to something or something comes in my, my field and I'm like, that seems like something I need to tap into. I'm getting a pull towards it. Then I'll, I'll tap in and read that. I get shaman work or energy work done every month. It's something to keep my energy clear, you know, things I need to work on just to make sure that I, you know, just to make sure my energy is clear. I want to make sure that the, you know, things are coming up. There's always something to work on. So I'm always doing that. With the shaman. Um, with with the shaman. shaman, with the shaman. Yep. I mean, I get chiropractic care. Now, when I say chiropractic care, some people don't think of that as an energy thing, but actually chiropractic originally was all about consciousness and metaphysical. But over time, the science came in, like, we got to prove to the world how great we are now and so forth. And it's lost its art in some way, shape or form. But that's kind of the essence of what I do. I'm trying to think of anything else at the moment, but those are the main ones. I mean, breath work is another one that I utilize a lot. I do fasting. You do the cryotherapy. Yes. Yes. I love my cryotherapy. Um, Cold plunges are amazing. I so I have, I have, I'm going to be after this, after we get off this recording, I'll be plunging in 40 degree water. I do that every day, you know, even for how long? Out, you know, it depends on what I'm going to do after. So I'm going to work out right after. So that's probably going to be about a four to five minute one. Sometimes I just, if I'm not going to have like anything that's going to warm up my body afterwards, I'll just do three minutes. I don't even have to go that cold or that long research shows only two minutes is all you need. And I don't even 66 degrees for everyone listening. It's only it's 66 degrees water or less is all you need. So you don't have to be like me going that far, but I do it for more mental stuff. And just to really, it's a bliss experience. I, I know it sounds weird when you're sitting in 40 degree water, how can that be bliss? But it really does. Cause it makes me stay. I have to be present. 
If I don't stay present in that moment, I feel the cold. So I stay present and then I'm perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden the timer goes off. I'm like, really? That's it. The time went five minutes. Holy cow. And then I hop out and I get my, then I start warming up with my warm up before I work out. So what is that? So what is it doing to you? That cryotherapy, the cold. So mentally for me, it keeps me centered, calm. It makes me more, more resilient to stress. It makes it harder for me to go down that negative path or get caught up in my head with things. Health-wise, it does a plethora. I mean, it helps with the immune systems, helps with lymphatic drainage. It boosts up my cardiovascular system because it stresses it. And then my the, the magic's not in the water. It's afterwards is how fast can my body self-regulate itself back. It makes it more resilient to just stresses in general, helps with healing and repair, decreasing inflammation, brain performance, all these different things. But I don't do it for those. I do it for the, the mental side. It's just yeah. like fasting. Fasting is a big spiritual thing that I do. And everyone's fasting starting to get popular. And I'm like sitting there going, People are like, oh, you do fasting because of this, this, or your immune system resets in three days. Do you do that and this and that? I'm like, no, I fast because it's it's spiritual. If I feel off, I will fast. And I'll fast sometimes. So oh, how long do you fast? It doesn't matter to me how long I fast. I'm going to fast for 24 hours, sometimes 72. Maybe I'll go to 96. Maybe I'll even go to you know five-day fast. I, I don't know. It's going to be wherever I feel. And when my huh. body starts to feel like, I'll be like, oh, you're good. You've hit that point. I got to that depth I needed to go to. I'm done. I'm, then I'll go ahead and break my fast and go back. I don't recommend the people to do it that way because I've been fasting for you know pretty much all my life, but like r- ritually practicing probably the last eight years. So I can just fast on a dime. My, my metabolism will adapt very quickly yeah. to the change. For others, you depending on what you do with a fast, you want to gradually prepare yourself for it, especially if it's your first one. And usually a lot of people just do like, I used to have patients, I used to talk about fasting a lot and they'd be like, Oh, I did a three, three day fast. Did you prepare? Not really. I just, I ate like two, three days before I kind of had two meals then one meal and then I fasted. How'd you feel? Well, I felt great. It was a little sluggish, but I was really good, man. I loved it. I'm like, don't do that again. Why? I felt great. I'm like, you're not going to feel good by the third one. I promise you because your body, it was like in survival mode basically. And it survived. Second time, you might still survive that. You know, survive what I mean is like the metabolism's like, what happened to all our food? We were getting all this food. What happened? So then it goes, it pulls from storage. I go, once you eat up your storages, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel weak. You're going to feel tired. You're going to have headaches. I'm like, you know, that's doing it wrong. You shouldn't have symptoms. You should feel energized. Mental clarity should be there. It should get enhanced. And a lot of times my, my, my patients would be like, they're like, are you, are you, you've been fasting? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you seem like you had like five cups of coffee. Like, I didn't have any coffee. They're like, are you sure? You're like, really? I'm like, this is what happens when you fast. This is why I do it for a lot of those reasons. Huh. Then I'll oh. meditate for a longer time too. I'll go meditate for like 45 minutes to an hour um, because I go deeper in my meditations and so forth. So those are some, there's one more that I, I don't, I haven't done since I moved to Knoxville because in Knoxville, they don't have them, but in Chicago, they did. I don't think they call them these anymore. Sensory deprivation taste. I heard that was like a bad name that somebody didn't like, but floating in other words, that's a practice that I practice a lot. Yeah, I used to do it once a month and it just deepened everything about my meditations and it just allows me to disconnect from my body. And sometimes I'm going off and who knows where. And then sometimes it's just, I just go to this, it's always peace and bliss that I'll get to. And it's floating on water. Yeah. Totally floating on water. I saw that there's something I've seen that around here. There's one of those. I just did a hyperbaric chamber Mm. and I mean, it's nothing like floating, but I was, I did try that. Did you do any like deep breathing while you're in it? Yes. I tried to do all that. Yes. Yes. Cause I was trying to get all the, get yep. as much oxygen in me as I could. That's all I did in there. Did you feel like really energized after, or maybe like yeah. a little bit after? 
Yeah, I did. It was really cool. I want to talk about your book, yeah. uh, Decoding the Matrix. I know you have three books, but this is the latest one. And what even made you want to start? I mean, another, What? when do you have time to write a book? I know, right? That's what everyone asks me. Hey, well, wait till I tell the story. Then you'll be like, what the heck? But it's one of those things where, again, one of the things I, I, again, coming back to this principle of effortless success is something I teach a lot and I talk a lot about. And when you hear that word effortless, you're like, hold up here. That, that, that's, how is success and effortless? All it means is that when you're in the right vibration, you're going to attract people, circumstances, situations, or, or create the ideas to wherever it is you're trying to attack your, to your vision and so forth. They just come to you and they right. will. I will have a goal of writing 30 books in my life. Oh, that, cool. that's, wow. Now, will I get there? I don't know. But I know that that's my vision of what I want to create. Why do I like books? It's, it's a way for me to share something I wish I had at a certain stage in my life. My first book was what I wish I had as a teenager. Walk in the Dark, I wish I had as a teenager, maybe late teens. This one, well, I wish I kind of had it back then too, but maybe in my early 20s. Because it's one of those things where you're just, you're. it's also to me, it's like a gift to the world. Someone can, it's like a time capsule. You're catching me at a moment in my conscious evolution or where I'm at at that moment in my life of how I understand what I'm teaching. Now, if, you, if the terminology I use just in my book I wrote now, I'm kind of already changed it up a little bit. And it's always right. fascinating. My mentors always said, when you write a book, once you're done, just move on. Don't try to fix it. Don't change it. You'll never finish it. So long story short, what made me want to write this one? I had a gap. I wanted to write a book every year, but COVID came and I just started, I didn't hit my energy, didn't go to the book. And then one day in November last year, I had like this anxiousness about a book. It kept coming to my attention. I'm like, I don't, I ain't got time to write a book. I'm moving from Chicago to Knoxville. I'm closing down an office in a month and my wife's pregnant. Why would I want to write a book right now? But it kept coming to me. So, so you know what? Fine. If this is meant to be, and I need to write this now, I'm going to reach out to my cover person. I'm going to tell them about the book. Tell them about just, here's the name. The name came to me. It was like decoding the matrix. I was like, I like that. That works. Okay. Here's decoding the matrix. I love something matrix-like to have in there, but excuse me. But at the same token, I'm thinking of conditioning of the mind. That's what came to me. So I'm like, I want someone who has some darkness on them and we have a light showing and we're going to help them open up who they really are. So I said, just tell me what you bring up with. And if it, and I said, if this all aligns, it was meant for me to write this book. He comes back. It's about 95% where I wanted it to be. Huh. And I said, okay. But then that was it. I had no interest. I had no motivation to write the book. Like there wasn't like a pull. So I was like, well, I got things to do. I can't focus on the book. It wasn't until February this year. All of a sudden there was like this big, I remember February. It was the first week of February. And I'm looking at my wife and I go, I got to write this book. She goes, why? I, it won't leave me alone. It's been a whole, I think it was the weekend. I said, I, my meditations, I'm getting these urges. I, I, I'm like the book just oh, keeps, cool. I get anxious. And so I was like, I got to write the book. And my working time, when you allow, when you're in that state of flow and you allow for things to come, I wrote that book less than 24 hours. Now, not just that one day, 24 hours of writing, less than that. It was like 22 and a half hours of actual writing. I right. got the book done. And it's one of those things. Some people say, well, how fast? And it's like, it wasn't about fast. It wasn't about speed. It wasn't everything just came. When I went to sit down, I was like, okay, first chapter. Boom. What is the matrix? I'm like, hey, that feels good. I can go with that. All right. What is the matrix? And then I just write. What is the matrix? The matrix, it, to look at it in perspective, the change of terminology, it's just human collective consciousness. So for those who are like, what is human collective consciousness? Imagine taking everybody's consciousness levels in humanity, averaging that all out. That's what the matrix really is. And so why is that important? And what does that even matter? That shapes our experiences as humanity. 
So wherever we are as a consciousness level is what we experience on earth. Now there's sub matrices to that. So there's not just the world of humanity. It's also countries or it's continents, countries. We go into states, cities, towns, and we get to the most smallest one, which is you and me. And so these all have influences on us because it's a vibration. It's an essence of that. And the law of association, you've heard this before. Many people have five average people. You average the five closest people to you. That's who you are. Or you average the five incomes of the five closest people to you. That's what you make. And different people views this in many different ways. Well, law of association is just all it means is whatever vibration you're around the most is what you're going to, you're going to eventually become. It's like a tuning fork. You take two tuning forks. If I strike this one and I don't touch this one, there's a matter of time before this one that I didn't touch is going to vibrate. And so the matrix plays a huge role on that. And that's where, when you look at the sub matrixes, this makes more, a little bit more sense because like somebody who lives in like California versus someone in Texas or Florida or Chicago, notice that there's a little bit of a difference in them mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. And some people say, well, it's just because they live there. Well, there's a matrix, there's an energy there. That's why it's there where, you know, if, if the energy wasn't there, then there would be something totally different. And that's kind of, shapes and shifts us because wherever we are, if you take it down to like the town level of our upbringing, that plays an imprint on our mind. That plays an imprint on our life. This is where the programming of subconscious comes in. This is where the things between zero and seven come in. So the matrix plays a huge role in all this. And that may be the most influential, but it can because our parents were affected by the matrix and they're conditioned in certain ways. And so then all of a sudden now that conditioning gets passed down unconsciously. So it's all about becoming aware of what the matrix is, but also understanding the unconsciousness that we have of that programming in our own selves. So the main message for that book that you wanted to get across is what? The main message is to be aware and understand what the matrix is, tap into and experience your potential and get on to either get start your or accelerate your spiritual awakening. Got it. Amazing. We're coming to the end and it went too fast. I could talk to you all day. There's so many things I could talk about. I mean, I was like, is there anything that you would love to talk about before we end? One thing I like to share a lot of is the the aspects of life in general, you know, looking at knowing, having an inner knowing that all things are always going to work out for you. Our mind wants to control so much. We don't like uncertainty. We just went through uncertainty. That's why a lot of people with COVID had a lot of fear because we're going to an uncertain aspect of things. And want to take that step back to realize that for you in your life, all you have to do is just set the stage of what it is you want to experience. I talked about vision earlier. It's one of the biggest things to do. And a lot of times, if you just know that the universe will bring to you whatever it is that you truly seek, what you choose to experience it's going to happen. And it's as simple. If you get, I'm really under, share some of the, just some of the things we share today, it, those are principles to help you. It's as easy as just going on Netflix and wanting to pick a comedy and you find one, you go, that's the one I want. You press it. It's going to turn on and it's going to play. As long as your internet works. Just had to clarify. That's the connection to the field. We'll use the internet as the connection to the field. But as long as that is, it's as simple as that. And the universe will always provide to you whatever it is that you need. And if we can come with more of an opening, allow that, then we allow for the law of allowing, which means that we'll allow the universe to work with us, to give us. We think we want something, but the universe knows what's better for us. And if we allow that, you can actually have a more wild and more crazy, not crazy in a bad way, but more just exciting and more fulfilled life. Yeah, for sure. You know, you talk to, I always explain to people, it's not about how you're going to get there. If you have a strong enough why, and you just focus on that, you have this vision and you just let the 
surrender to whatever, however you're going to get there, or maybe you have to go a few other places before you get to that place and surrender and, and, and know it's for your highest good and live in that place, which is a high vibration because you're allowing and you're, you know, knowing that it's all working for you, not to you. That's one of my biggest sayings because it's everything in our life is for us. You know, we're here. Everything's perfect. I always, you know, those are my words. It's all perfect. I, I, in parenting, I can't wait to watch you parent your daughter and how you like, what would be your biggest? Cause I have two girls and you know, my husband, but as a dad, as a father of a daughter, what would be one of the biggest things for you as a dad to really give to her? There's a few, but like, I remember when, when she was first born, my wife and I were talking and I said, I got to level up my game with you. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, if there's anything, I want my, my daughter to know that in how a man, if that's her, you know, a man should treat her. And the only way I'm going to be able to teach her that is by how I treat you. And I said, I'm going to do everything in my power for that. There's other things, confidence and self-esteem. There's all those things I want to do. But I was like, that is one of the biggest, because if I can show her, this is the standard. Yeah. It's programmed in her subconscious mind. Will she have, will she have confidence from that? Will she have self-esteem? Those are all going to come with it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, we're not going to argue in front of her. I'm going to treat you with love. I get, I, I want to see her. I, I love cooking. So my daughter's going to see me. She sees me cook a lot. And I'm like, and I'm like, I just can't wait that, you know, you don't have to be the one cooking. You can love cooking, but it can be whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be these standards. But right. that's probably that's I want to say that's like the big I mean, that's a big one for me because it, it has to, I have to level up myself and level up who I am in my own relationship so that she can absorb that and take that in. So that, that's uh-huh. a big one. But the other one is just, you know, not being conditioned in any way, shape or form. Like you have a blank slate as much as you can. Like, don't ever think this is how something should be. Don't ever listen to me if I ever say that. Live your live her truth and just support her along the way. I mean, I would, that's my biggest thing for my daughter. For any of my kids, when I only have one now, but is to just you know allow them to live and let them live. Right. You know, I grew up with a lot of pressure. I grew up with a lot of this is how it should be. This is what it should be like, and blah blah blah. blah. And I don't want them to have that. I want them to be able to choose. And then they know that, hey, if you fall and get hurt, maybe physically or emotionally or whatever, you can always come back to us and we're your support system. We will right. guide you through this as much as we can and still what we know, what we that we know that may be a truth, but at the same token, know that's not absolute. And right. just, you know, take it from that perspective. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, I, as a daughter to my dad, what, you know, it's like I look at my husband raising our two girls. And I'm always saying you're who they're going to marry. <laughs> so do it good. Cause we want, you know, like it's a, especially now as a teenager, I mean, every year counts. I don't mean it to be more important, but you know, it's like the boys are coming around, you know, the boy, you know, their hormones and interest in boys are interested in them. And so it is a topic right now. And so when we are talking and it's so true is what it's them seeing us as think of how grateful I, we talk, you know, a lot of friends got divorced, you know, like a lot of their friends, parents. And I mean, I would say 50, 50, I mean, it's not a rare thing now by this stage of our age of our kids. So we talk a lot about, I always talk about how, do you see what dad does? Do you see, you know, it's always in our conversation because I want them to realize that these are the standards <laughs> you are worthy you love yourself so much. No one can ever take that away. You know, it's like, but 
being a mom of a teenager's girls, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it's a constant, it's more of a job now than it was when they were zero to seven. You know, my dad always says this and it's so true in so many ways. He's like, when they're little, they're little problems. When they're bigger, they're bigger problems. Yes. And I always look at him like, you did not. He goes, don't even, I'm like, all right, you know what? There is a lot of truth to what you're saying. I totally get that. <laughs> all right. Dr. Vic Manzo, what, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, this was a pleasure. I enjoyed this convo. Oh, it was so fun. I loved it. And your website, empoweryourreality.com. Yep. Love the name. Your Instagram, all your reels are so fun and quick, and you can get so much just from watching your Instagram. I did. (laughs) And your books all on Amazon. I'm sure decoding the matrix is your latest one and everybody go get it. I'll be in the show notes, but you, and your podcast, you have a couple of podcasts. I do. I'm kind of, yeah, right now I have the mindful experiment. I started open. I started one called health, by Dr. Vic, and I do have another one that I haven't done a while, but it's mainly for Cairo specifically the mindful chiropractor. I've kind of going in and out with that. I'm going to keep it around for a little bit, but not do it as, as diligent. Like I do with my other ones. But I want, you know, there. The thing that I got a lot out of that we didn't touch on is the nootropics and the brain and matcha and the yerba. I mean, all the, the caffeine and organic and how the, I mean, you're really very knowledgeable on all that. We didn't get to touch on that, but go to the podcast for Dr. Vic Manzo and get all that information because it was so good. I, I really enjoyed it. I have a whole different appreciation for how coffee beans are, you know, like <laughs> you like decaf and how decaf is bad unless you get it from, I mean, I've really learned DC. I listened. <laughs> I love it. No, I love that. It is awesome. I'm glad. Cause it's, it's one of those things where it's just health. We overcome well health. Yeah. It's a whole nother story. I can go into but anyhow, I'll leave it as <laughs> but that. I know we'll leave it at that. If I didn't have to go get Paige, I would be here all day. <laughs> anyway, it was a pleasure. Loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. One more thing. This is the one thing I forgot. We both have a vision similar is to create a school conscious teaching children. That's my vision too. I forgot. That was one of the main things I wanted to share with you. That is a vision of mine. I see it. You see it online. I see camps and, you know, trying to do something before this. Cause when I see my girls, you know, what they're learning in school and they're like, mom, I'll never knew geometry and history and all these things that I don't even care about. I said, I know. Could you imagine like teaching? Cause they have platforms like mindful that's called the positivity project. They have a um, platform that they promote and try to help their friends do vision boards and, you know, affirmations and everything. But could you imagine like all the things that you teach in your platform, what you could teach to these kids and what, how that would change the whole vibration of this, these children right now that are being raised, you know, like what a, oh, that's just, I see it. I'm so passionate about that. And I know you are too. I love that. No, yeah, I am. I know, like, I know I told my wife after having our daughter, I was like, because somebody always said, I had people reach out and they're like, I see you writing books for children on what you teach. And I was like, I'm not there yet. I don't know. Like I'm I like the deep science and all this stuff. But I get to the spiritual side, but now that I have my daughter, I looked at my wife, I go, I can start to see that. It won't be probably for a few years, but I'm feeling right. it. And so if I'm feeling it, I know it's going to come eventually. And I'm like, I'm just going to wait until the time, whenever that time is, if it is, and then go from You'll there. Be called. You will be called. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. It was my, also, I was going to say my pleasure, but thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. 
If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.